Get ready to enter the Thrive Time Show. I'm a pop revive with maniacal focus to teach the proven moves, no hocus pocus. Cause get rich quick is not a move, but the proven system will make your life improve. See, I'm more than just a rhymer, like a horse with blinders. Focused on the Thrive Time Show is where you find us. He be the Z and I be the C. Teaching business skills from Z to Z. We both grew up All right, Thrive Nation, welcome back to a special podcast edition of the Thrive Time Show on your radio and now Z, the podcast download. Now Z, because it is the podcast version, Yes. We no longer have any restrictions of, we can do whatever we want, basically. The shackles have been removed. Now, the thing is, because we have Pastor Brian Gibson and Pastor Jesse Brian, our special guests, we do have to raise up the class a little bit. Oh, I know. That's... I've got to watch. But in order to keep the show still salvageable for you know people without class like myself, he, with the story he was telling on the radio show that we now are going to hear the rest of the story. Rest. Now, you know the rest of the story. On the podcast version, he was sharing how he started his church by turning it, by basically trying to go from a tavern to a tabernacle. Why didn't you go with the name, Pastor Brian, Tavernacle? Tavernacle's good. <laughs> let, let's let's go ahead and brand that today. The that's Tabernacle. Awesome. That's nice. Okay, so I want to ask you. So you were you were telling us on the radio show before I so rudely cut you off to uh, run commercials. I want to ask you this: what, um, what what do you mean by you started with, at the tavern? How did that happen? Well, we were looking for a building. We've been meeting uh, in a pizza shop. And I was gaining so much weight, I had to go somewhere else. Church planners will always fight for buildings. And so there was this bar that got busted uh, downtown uh, for dealing X and Coke. The guy got, you know, he lost his business. And well, so he's I, an entrepreneur. What's wrong with that? I don't understand what the deal was. I don't three times on the back door, if you know what I mean. He was all about product placement, you know. So he got placed in the pen, and we saw that building, and we said, what an opportunity. I love the idea of turning a tavern into a tabernacle and so or a tavern into a temple uh, it's kind of what i felt like god did in my life and and that's what river city has always been about we're looking for people that are far from god so we went in this old building downtown there were a lot of derelict bars down there then yes. the downtown's classy in owensboro there's been this discover downtown movement that's changed it now but back then i would like yell to jesse hey honey you're going to lay down some cover fire i'm going into the church you know so it was uh it was interesting i tried by shooting your own the, building what yeah. was the name of the bar that you moved into oh uh, the bar was club 101 club and, 101 and then my office Ooh, wow. I, I had another bar in the back that was called the lizard lounge <laughs> and that's where my office was <laughs> you're the tagline for the church could be i like that the tabernacle you know come in for a shot of something good oh, <laughs> come on. Wow. that is nice hey we're on to something marketing yeah, come on now okay yes. so you you some pastor uh, jesse here uh, how old were you two lovebirds when you guys moved into this uh, club 101 Mm, Brian was 26 and I was 23. I don't know why people came to our church, to be honest. They thought they, thought they were coming to for a cold drink. Exactly. Uh, it's a trick. You have but a gin and tonic? Uh, <laughs> so how did you get them in? What did you do? We did everything. We, If there was a festival in our town, we were there and we were giving away free hot cocoa. At the Christmas parade, we were giving away free water at the barbecue festival because we're the best at barbecue. So uh, we do that and people come from all over the world to come to that festival, but the whole of Owensboro and the surrounding region come out. So we would make sure we were there and we would provide, believe it or not, clean bathrooms at our church. Whoa! And they, it would be like clean bathrooms 
bathrooms and we would literally clean bathrooms from eight in the morning until two in the morning and we would have people in and we would put I mean we we are shameless we'll do anything we'll put any gimmick in so we would put a, a bull a, a mechanical, a mechanical bull in for them to ride and we would give away what? free things and we'd open up our clean restrooms actually one of our pastors today came the first time he saw our church was because he is a germaphobe and wouldn't go to the bathroom anywhere else besides our church so I want to make this really actionable for anybody who's listening out there who might be a, a pastor or a business owner I I, I, I think of you too this is this is what I, I think of you are very resourceful it's not about the resources it's about the resourcefulness like you'll start with you're the kind of people that you could leave these Z, you remember the show Gilligan's Island Oh yes, Watch where he's always trying to—they're always trying to get back off the island, back to the mainland. And for some reason, the professor—he could build like a nuclear reactor with like two coconuts, but he couldn't figure out how to build a boat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't quite understand yeah, this. Not quite understand. I think they didn't want him to get off. I think that's—you know—the that's weather why the big... started getting rough. Blow up that reactor. You know, they just—they wanted—they didn't want him to get off the island exactly. with his nuclear submarine. But, I, but the point is, the point is, you guys are very resourceful, and so I want to start. Um, with with you, Pastor Jesse, I want to get your take on this, Pastor Brian. For anybody who's listening to this, they're a church with a smaller budget, right? And they're looking no for specific things that they could do to reach the people. They're, they're, they, they say, you know what? I like this idea of turning a tavern into a tabernacle. And I want to get your take on this, Pastor Jesse, Pastor Brian. And then Z, for the entrepreneurs out there, I want to have you kind of share some guerrilla marketing moves that they could use mm-hmm. uh, to uh. bring in the people. So I'm going to start here with Pastor Jesse, Pastor Brian. Don't one-up her. She is your wife. So whatever, you know, try to make sure. Don't do not do that whole, because it's so easy to one-up. I'd say what, I'm going to have you go first <laughs> so she can one-up you. So here we go, Pastor Brian. What are some ways that, that I could use... I'm a church out there listening to bring in new people into my church. Well, he's talking, you were talking about somebody that just started that has a small budget. Let's say a hundred people or less attending the church. Let's say you're a hundred people. What you've got to do right now is you have to create a culture that invites. You have to, you have to model that. You have to embody that. So you need to be everywhere. Your job, if you're a church of a hundred is to get everywhere where there's people and invite them to church. And you have to learn to be shameless about it. And you got to learn to work with what you have. A lot of people are always saying, I'll do this when I have this much money. But that day's never going to come until you hustle today. Uh, I remember early on, we got some uh, vans given to us, right? And these are the worst vans in the world. They're like minivans. They're falling apart. They're like cash for trash kind of thing. Nice. And so we decided we have these so vans. So sweet of people to donate their trash to the church. Thank you. The church is here to receive This van does not actually work, but I just love it so <laughs> much. It means you. a lot to me. You, put you, it, you can put it. You're welcome. Food. You're welcome. <laughs> what a blessing. So what we did is we said, hey, we're going to haul drunks home from the bar. For free, if they vomit in these nasty vans, this van is a vomit bucket hey, this already. This van isn't very classy. I'm not getting out of here. So, so we started doing that. We we would go to the bars, advertise, drop around uh, cards. Hey, you need a sober ride home so you don't kill you or somebody else. Call us, and I'd give fifty or sixty rides home on a Friday night as the church. Something that makes you stand out. That'll that'll get you favor with your community fast. Now you got to think about safety in that situation. Because it gets sporty at night. I'd like to take Kolal <laughs> with me if I was doing that, you know, just to have some muscle in the car. But Do you but, remember that man that was dressed like a woman and he had that purse and he was smoking? You said, you can't get in the van if you're smoking because we don't have any smoking in the van. And he's like, no problem. And he puts a cigarette in his purse and then we're in the van driving and it just starts to get caught fire. His purse catches It's awesome. It was yeah. the best night. Yeah, uh, we're probably one of the only churches to ever have a cross dresser with a combustible <laughs> purse. <laughs> In their van. It was awesome. 
Oh yeah, I yeah, I I don't I don't I don't no, never, no, of course I think you're the only only one said that yes of course like, Brian's yes, like I know course. that you put that cigarette in your purse and he's like no I didn't dude I promise I, and he's like yes you I did. did not do that I did not put it in the <laughs> now I want to ask you this now it, it Pastor Brian for anybody out there who's trying to let's say you have a church of a hundred people or less and you're trying to market out there to the families. You know, you say, hey, I, I, I will pick up uh, homeless people, drunk people. I'll do that move. I'm going to go places where there's over 100 people. What are some ways to reach maybe the soccer moms? Yes. if you're, Let me say this. Ministering to people who are down and out or uh, Jesus talked about ministry to the poor, the, the anointings upon you to preach the gospel to the poor. We always do that and we do it unto Jesus. But a lot of times that's a long-term ministry play, Right. Uh, people have a lot of problems they have to overcome. So you can't just minister there. Where are my pants? (laughs) I mean, it's like that. So you can't just minister there. You also have to minister to the family. And so we're going to have to create a great environment for families because that's what Jesse be great talking about that. Okay, so Pastor Jesse. What, is the, what are some of the best ways that if I'm listening, I'm a pastor, I'm a minister, I got 100 people or less in my church, I just really want to be uh, do some guerrilla marketing in the community. How do I do it? So at 100 or less, when, what I would do and what I did do was gather up my five girlfriends that were soccer moms or had small children in that age group, and we would hit... Um, every place that had something for small children. So we would go to the museum. And while we're at the museum, I'm not just there to talk to my friends. While we're at the museum and all of our kids are playing, we are literally intentionally going around the room and making friends with these women. I went to the kinder music. I've been to every soccer game and softball game and and t-ball game. And I stuck my kids in every league that I can possibly get them in. And the whole time, I don't just sit there and watch my kid. I don't just drink my tea. I am in those bleachers and I am working every single person finding out who is unchurched or unsaved they are now my friend and I'm going to be their friend have a conversation with them invite them out to do things have coffee until I make sure that they know that I have a church that they're invited now what if you have a church of 500 people or more so 500 people you've got a church now and see this is kind of where we're getting into your realm because you have an existing business it's over a million dollars of revenue you have a church over 500 people that are attending what what are the moves pastor brian that you people could use to go out there and really impact their community uh to impact their community at 500 they got more resources they have a little more to work with and so i think they got to focus a couple of things number one they're going to have to focus on getting some big invite days to get people through the doors of the church and to get their people moving to do it. Uh, and, and I think a great thing that does this, if you're in one location, is an illustrated sermon. Uh, we would do things like at that size where it's like we're preaching off of the Wizard of Oz. And so you have all these characters that look like the Wizard of Oz, right? You got the Tin Man, you got the Lion, and the Tin Man needs a heart. Come on, you need Did you do any of those little flying monkeys? Because those oh, are kind of scary. We had flying, flying monkeys. monkeys. We so had the witch, no we, flying we, monkeys. We, yeah, the flying monkeys we couldn't afford, but we could get a witch. I mean, I mean if you're going to do it, you got to go, go big or go home. Come on, <laughs> yeah. Pastor. Next time I'll have some monkeys. Okay, there you go. But, I feel better. But you send those characters into the restaurants on a Friday or Saturday night when it's packed, dressed up like the witch, the Tin Man, the Lion. And people will line up now to take pictures with you. And you're saying, yeah, I'll take a picture with you. Just just when you posted hashtag River City Church. What are some other themes like that I can tap into? I like the Wizard of Oz move. Three Little Pigs. Three Little Pigs is massive. Parents come out of the woodwork in Target. If your characters are in Target walking around, they want the picture. All they have to do is hashtag at River City so Church. So Three Little Pigs. 
The Wizard of Oz. You have another one. I'm trying to tap into your genius. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, the, and these are these are ideas that aren't just mine. I have eyes to plagiarize, right? Right. So I'm 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 getting these ideas everywhere. So you got three little pigs. You have a uh, Wizard of Oz. We used to do the Eagle's Nest. Where the we eagles would, nest. We would build this massive nest, and you preach out of it. God wants you to fly with the eagles, not live with the turkeys, that kind of thing. And then you bring sorry, there's, there's guys. Sorry, oh. Tom, you're a turkey. Our he's turkey is such a nice, nice non. We named him after a man. Found out later he's not a man. But the point is, she, Tom, <laughs> oh, she, she, she is gluten free. She's a tomboy. I'm just saying, she's, she's gluten free. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, it, but sorry, Tom, anything like that, we would do at the movie series. We've done Star Wars stuff. Now every Star week, Star Wars was big. It's massive. Uh, every week, I don't want to do that because after a while, the church does start to feel like a carnival. So you use those days to create big attendance days. Do you ever do like Republicans only day? Oh, yeah, yeah. Where it's like, it's like <laughs> being President that, Trump, you know, only Republicans. Only for left-handed people Sunday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you're left-handed, if you know what I mean, we invite you to the church. <laughs> right. right. That is correct. If you're on the, if you're right-handed, if you know what I mean, we welcome you to. Okay, so, I mean, the, the, the themes, is there anything else, Pastor Jesse, you could think of that would help me? Because I think a lot of people are so busy ministering. They are looking for a couple aha moments, a couple moves that I could use to preach the community. I have 500 people or more, and then we're going to get Z's take on ongoing marketing. So what would you do? A great one is um, T-shirts that we make, and I won't let them print up the T-shirts unless there's rivercitychurch.cc on the back, mainly because when people are sitting in sporting events, the person behind them has to stare at their back the entire time. So when they're talking to you, they're not talking to, to you. They're talking to your, you know, they're not, hopefully they're not staring at your chest. Yeah. Uh, they're staring at your yeah, face. There's, there's not much looking down here. So that's, that's so, awkful. Keep, uh, on, keep on going. But the back uh, has our website and it says helping people win or it says, you know, church is fun or whatever our motto is for that year. And that helps people because it, it's just another guerrilla marketing kind of thing out in the community. Our, we happen to be the top sports city in in the in the in the state of Kentucky for little league sports, so our people spend a lot of time at ball games, and that was one of our ideas. Now, Doctor Z, this is what I see. Whether it's a church or it's a business, I see. Is this people, a play on words? No, I know this is well. This kind of ties in, I guess, subliminally to your optometry mm, clinic. Mm, I like it. But here's what I see: I see people that say things are going so well right now. I don't need to do any marketing. I mean, yeah. right now, things are things are doing so well. I don't need to do any marketing, right? And then they go, things are doing so poorly that I can't afford to advertise. We got to turn the ads on. And I see this, this, this polarity of marketing, up and down, up and down. But you have been marketing your optometry clinic for 26 years. Yep. So how how do you how do you do talk to me about consistency why does that matter how do you do it well it, number one it matters because there's a high turnover rate in, in pretty much any city people are moving in people are moving out you may think everybody knows your moves you may think everybody knows your business but they don't there's a high turnover rate number one number two when people hear your ads only for most businesses only uh, three to five percent are in the mood to buy that thing right then. Chet Holmes from the Ultimate Sales Machine agrees with you. He okay. worked for uh, Charlie Munger as his partner, and he says three percent. Three, there you go. Of your ideal and likely buyers are ready to buy today. Today, everybody else, it's like so. Every month, it's a new three percent. Right, exactly. So you may be saying, "I'm I'm throwing my stuff out there to ninety-seven percent of the people that, that aren't interested in me." Yes, you are, but you need to be consistent with you because that three percent changes every day, and and you need to keep your message out there, keep it fresh. Now, one of the super moves I would do is the what I. Would would call the Michael Jordan move. Ooh, the Jordan. Yeah, it's not. You're not slamming stuff, but it's the Jordan. Is, move. is it where you quit everything and then play baseball poorly and then come back to the good thing you're? The yes. Thing you're how good did you at? know? You've good. you've read my show notes. I'm no no. Here's here's the Michael Jordan move. 
is that when Nike made his shoe, guess guess who wore his shoe? Uh, Spike Lee. Well, yes. Cobra Commander? And, and Michael Jordan wore it. And these are considered cool people. Oh. And so what, one of the things that I would do is say, hey, listen, there are some cool people. You may not be able to afford Spike Lee. You may not be able to afford Michael Jordan to come into your place and to you know, help advertise. But you, you know what? Every radio station has on-air personalities. Right. And they have been coming into people's cars and in their homes for years. Thirsty Thursday. Pay them money to get on there and say how awesome your business is. In other words, now all of a sudden someone's listening. They, they've, they've built up the, the, the trust bucket. Welcome back to 106.9. You're listening to K-Hits, where K- Dr. Z continues Hits. to be the man. He's the coolest. He's, he's the coolest. He's, he's the coolest man ever. 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 And so they could say things about you that, that sounds wrong for you to say about yourself. <laughs> I'm kind of a big deal. And now, you just don't want to get an ad and say that. But you can have an audio personality say, he's kind of a big deal. And that's okay. And that's wow. good. So my point is, is that you can have someone endorse you. So that that gets your trust bucket. They trust them. They know them. They believe them. You, they don't know. You are new. You are unknown. So you get someone to endorse you, i.e. wear your tennis shoes, i.e. the cool kid, and that helps give you instant swag. Now, here is the next notable quote I want to have you guys break down, and then I'll be done harassing you. You know, George Washington Carver. I don't, I'm don't. i not sure if the listeners out there are familiar with George Washington Carver, but he was a guy who was born a slave. Think about this. He was born a slave. He didn't actually know his name. He didn't know the year he was born. He didn't, he didn't know what he didn't know. But he's the guy who realized that the farms that the African-Americans were taking over were all depleted of the nutrients needed to uh, actually produce uh, a good, good crops. And so he just began an obsession with the peanut and with the sweet potato. And he began to just obsess about the peanut and the sweet potato because a byproduct of sweet potatoes is it oxidizes the soil, thus making the soil, returning the nutrients to the soil. Now, he didn't have a degree, didn't have a mom and dad, didn't have a name, didn't have a birthday, but what he did have was this notable quotable. He says 99% of the failures come from people who have the habit of making excuses. Wow. That is a powerful statement from this man. So I want to ask, I want to ask you this, Pastor Brian. I want to ask Pastor Jesse and, and, and Dr. Z this. If I'm listening to today's podcast and I say, gosh, I am starting a church in a city. I've never, I don't have any connections here. I don't have any money. I'm operating out of a CD bar. If I'm going to start this ministry, I'm going to be starting with very limited resources. So the timing's just not right right now. What I got to do right now is I just can't get started till I have more resources. I, that, my excuse, I just, I don't feel good. I got a little sore left knee. I got a little headache. I got a little, I just, I don't have the connections. What, what, what advice would you have for somebody who's making that excuse that says, I can't market my church, I can't market my business right now because I have limited resources. What would you say to them, Pastor Brian? Well, if it's not now, when is it? If it's not you, who's going to do it? And if it's not here, where is it? I'll repeat that again. If it's not now, when is it? If it's not you, who is it? And if it's not here, where is it? So I I think wholeheartedly, you got to start where you are with what you have, and you got to put one foot in front of the other and fight for it. The, The first thing you have to have to create anything or to change anything in your life is you have to have the will to win. And the will to win overcomes uh, a lack of resources or any obstacle. 
And I don't want to put you on the spot here with your biblical knowledge, but you did go to uh, theology school at or Roberts University. There's a, a Bible a story I'm thinking of here, you know, where uh, uh, God tells, I guess, Moses, he tells him to take the staff. You got to you gotta pick up the staff. And he's kind of like, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to pick up the staff. I'm, I'm busy. I've got carpal tunnel, God. I got a lot going on here. And he said, no, pick up the staff. I mean, can you kind of share that story? Because this is, I think this is powerful. Somebody has to pick up the staff. Yeah, Moses is making all of these excuses. God's calling him and he says, listen, I, I, I stutter. Uh, I'm not eloquent. Stuttered. Like, uh, yeah, he stuttered. He's like, I'm not your guy. I, I'm, I, I don't have anything. I don't have what it takes. And God speaks to him and tells him to pick up this staff. And then he tells him to throw it down. He throw throws down. the staff down and it becomes a serpent on the ground. <laughs> supernaturally. Then he tells Moses to take your hand and put it in your shirt. Pulls it out. His hand is le- leprous. And uh, it, it's to be a sign and a wonder to the Egyptians and also to the Israelites. God, this magic trick's not going so well. <laughs> yes. I mean, he's, he stutters. Now he's got a, a hand with leprosy on it. He's got a snake instead of a staff. How does the story end? Is it just in there? And he says, in your face, Moses. <laughs> he's got to use <laughs> what, what God's given him. <laughs> and so, yes, he does. He goes into uh, Egypt and he does the same kind of signs and wonders as a sign. So God was telling him, you don't have to have all your ducks in a row if I'm with you and if I'm here and if this is what you're called to do. Man, if you'll get after it, it'll work. What's the story about the guy who's hydroplaning on the water? He's supposed to he's just supposed to walk out on the water and he hydroplanes over the water. He steps on the water. Who's that guy? Yeah, that guy's Jesus at the Sea mm-hmm. of Galilee. Mm-hmm. And so it seems like this is in the Bible. Yes, the whole idea is God has control over the storms and the rest of that. If you'll believe it, keep your eyes on him. You can do great things. Who was the church. guy with the small rock weapon, the the, the, the old slingshot? Who was that think guy? Clay went to theology. Who Clay that has read this was, book. Who was that? Was that who was that guy's name? Was that was that uh, who, who was it? Layro Oral Roberts' brother, Layro. It was Layro or Jethro. <laughs> who was that guy? <laughs> who, who was it, Jess? David. It was King David, wasn't it? <laughs> so, As a shepherd. But this is, with through, this is all throughout the Bible. Yeah. The, but yet you see a lot of churches that say, I am struggling to walk on the water, struggling to take that first step, struggling to pick up the staff, struggling to... Yeah, the scripture says to, to not despise the day of small beginnings. <laughs> Don't despise the day of small beginnings. It, it's the whole idea of power in a seed, right? Uh, a seed is such a small thing. God's given you a seed. He's given you an idea giving you a, a business idea, giving you an idea for a ministry, you have to take that seed and sow it. And it's going to take time. It's going to take cultivation. It's going to take labor, right? Labor. To grow something. Uh, used to hear all the time, Jesse's dad, who is a pastor, used to say you spell ministry with four words, W-O-R-K. It is work. A lot of times people think they're spiritual people and they think, wow, this is all just going to happen because God is with us. But no, God said, put your hand to a plow and don't look back. You got to get work brittle hands. You got to sow your seed. You got to fight for it. Now, uh, Pastor Jesse, George Washington Carver says, he says, there's no shortcut to achievement. Life requires thorough preparation. Veneer isn't worth anything. I mean, for somebody out there listening who's going, I really, you know, I, I know there's a lot of things I should be doing in the community, but really what I'm looking for is to make a, a Facebook funnel that's going to double my church tomorrow. I'm looking for a, a hack, you know, that I want to, it's like my MLM of church. I want to get my pyramid going real fast here. What would you say to somebody who wants to grow this mega ministry overnight and not put the hand to the plow? What, what would you say? I would say be very afraid because if you don't get to do the work with the small and you don't get to grow it, then 
even if you just walked in some, which doesn't happen, but if you just walked in somewhere miraculously and just took over this mega ministry thing, you'd just be terrified and run out crying because you would have no background to, to, to have the foundation for that. The Bible says that God gives seed to the sower. So I take that as until I sow something, God doesn't really count me as a sower and he's not going to give me any more seed. But if whatever I have, if I just will use it, do something with it, work with it today, God will God'll take it from somewhere else and give it to me if he has to, because he wants to give to the person that's going to work with it. Proverbs uh, 1311 apparently agrees with you. I don't know why it's so weird that keeps happening. But Proverbs 1311 reads, wealth gained hastily will dwindle, but whoever gains little by little will increase it. Um, I, you said if you, by some circumstance you, you ran into a big sum of money or a big church or a big organization, you'd probably lose it, right? Is that yeah. what you... I mean? Well, people, I mean, preachers, we, you know, businessmen love to make money. Preachers, we love to get people because they're souls and it's kind of what we're into. So you think I'm going to do all of this and I'm going to, and it's just going to happen, but it's got, people are God's greatest resource. Like literally if there's anything that God will defend, fight for and keep out of the hands of the, of the fool, it's his people. So if we don't gain wisdom through time and through work and through being work brittle and being faithful, God will never trust his most precious and treasured resource with us. Now, Dr. Z, I, I have two uh, areas I want to I get your take on this before we wrap up today's podcast. This is, this is all about being resourceful. Okay, so number one. When you started your optometry clinic, mm-hmm. did you come from wealth or how did you how did you start that thing? I mean, how did you, did you uh, start off with massive bank loans or a rich uncle? I mean, because we talk about being resourceful, but what was your moment of resourcefulness when oh did you... i well i i don't share this very often but i won the lottery <laughs> and i was uh, very skilled at it i, worked I, was, I was very skilled i was I good at numbers. picking numbers i was kind of a number guy, guy. if you will and, and uh and so i just kept winning the lottery just week after week and uh it's amazing it's the powerball is what i would recommend powerball the, it's ding, my ding, ding, it's ding, my ding. move that's a fun game I too that's, ding, uh, ding, ding, ding. Even though it wasn't around 26 years ago, that's that was the move. Oh yeah, yeah that's sorry, false memory. It was really no. Just I'm, I'm teasing about that. Bingo. I had I had uh, some pyramid schemes, a Ponzi scheme. And, you signed um, up people real quick. They're auto shipping lotion up. from yes. coast to coast. I mean, who you doesn't need the- another bottle of lotion? <laughs> that's that's a question. That's a that's a valid question. So Ponzi schemes, uh, lotteries. And then, of course, you know, I was you know, petty theft is always a good way to raise cash too. So you know, I mean, that's big stuff. Scamming. Not big stuff. Not big stuff. You, know, you just kind of, you know, you really are bringing a new small. element of class to scamming. Dr. No, I, I, I had nothing. Very few resources. And day one, I had a very small, very very small ad in the newspaper, and I put it in the uh, the TV guide section because oh. I figured that's where they were going to, you know, they're going to hang on to that all week long and, yeah. and see what's on TV. People you know? used to use newspapers uh, to crazy. find out what to watch on TV at I'm set appointed times. I know using a television. The tele- see, remember you'd hit the buttons on the cable because the cable box was connected to your TV with a cord. Oh, you're rich. And you no, would hit oh, ESPN. Gosh, no. And you no. hit that. I got it. Walked over. And turned the channel. It's cool. Did you have rabbit ears? Uh, yeah, of course. You put foil on there. Oh yeah. So yeah, you started with the small ad. Smart with a very small ad. Then money starts rolling in. I mean, are you I making mean, like 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 fives and tens or just coming in like five? I'm a twenty. I'm like, sir, did you mean to give me a twenty? Here's did, your. Did 20 you upgrade back. to another ad or did all? Did yes, I, then I went. As soon as I got it to full page, 
and dominate. Then I went to radio. And I added one radio station. Then I added a second radio station. Then I added a third radio station. And I just kept adding. And, and, and people in your niche might say to you, the other people in your industry might say, why are you still advertising after all these years, bro? I mean, don't people know who you are? Top of mind. 3% are buying. You got to keep it high turnover. But I want to turn it off. And, and, <laughs> and there's other avenues of advertising. You know, I used to track it quite a bit back in the day. So did you come in from the, let's uh, say like, well, no, I my the guy next to me in my cubicle told me about you, but I also have the coupon I got out of the Yellow Pages, and oh, I heard you on such and such radio station, and you're like, I've never I had a recorded call at the Elephant in the Room the other day, it was hilarious, because the guy says, yeah. she says, how'd you hear about us? And he goes, I think I've seen you on YouTube and, and Facebook, but no, it was... Google um, the signs, a friend of mine, and it was just like, okay, yeah, we, you're yeah. here, okay. we're, we're, you're yeah, 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 in, yeah, yeah. come yeah. on Let's in, just rock it's okay, it's worked, so the final question I want to ask, you say this all okay. the time, you say that your high water mark, mm-hmm. it, it actually is a good thing over time, I mean, you, you, you said you it, with certain stresses when yeah. you were smaller would have probably broken your head now, mm-hmm. or broken your head back then, but now they're, they're, very, uh, they're very beneficial for you, can you talk to me, because I watch you with the high water mark, and there's not a whole lot of things that can really irritate you or stress you out anymore. And if they do, you're pretty good about having it happen below the surface, like a duck. Paddling. Talk to me about that, the high water mark, because we talk about people who want to get rich immediately and they just crumble amidst the success. Well, that's a very good point. And I, I personally think success is harder for a man to handle than failure, number one. That's a side note. You do that's, believe that. That would be another podcast. You do right. believe that. Because it gives them resources to do things that they shouldn't be doing, okay? So uh, success is sometimes, you know, pride get, then gets in because you're like, I'm kind of a big deal. People know who I am. Yeah, and pride's never a good thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, but, but to answer your question about... Um, what was it again? Well, it's the high water mark. Oh, I, yeah, the high water mark, yeah. Yeah, you actually are thankful for this. You've actually taught me this. You're right. You're right. So what happens is it brings wisdom. It brings an understanding, you know, and they say, you know, that's that's manageable. I've had it, you know, worse than that. That's okay. I know how to deal with that. I've dealt with that. It's going to be okay. Everybody calm down. Calm down, you know. Um, and so I, I think it brings on just an understanding and wisdom of how to, number one, how to deal with it. Number two, you know it's not that big a deal. Number three, you've dealt with it before, maybe in a larger sense. And so, you know, I had some of those high watermarks in my life of stress and things going wrong in your business. And and the more of those you sort out, the more you understand that they are sortable and that you can eat an elephant and that you can, you know, fix the problems you know in, in a kind of a weird way i hope you have a really awful week because i know it'll improve your high watermark thank you so much i really appreciate that <laughs> no for That's all the listeners out awesome, there by the way i want them to have a great week so that you can continue to be the supreme ruler of humbleness <laughs> I want them well, to you are the most humble man on on the radio. Absolutely. Pastor Brian, thank you for being here. Pastor Jesse, thank, thank you for being here. And on tomorrow's yeah, job, show, Jesse. we're going to be talking about determining the average weekly donations per person. And if you're in the business world, that translates into determining the average revenue generated per person so you can make a budget. It's the Thrive Time Show on your radio. And as always, three, three two, two, one, one boom. boom.